morning, first marathon listeners. It is Saturday, August, oh, I don't know, 28th, 7th or so. And uh, we're Gregory Rutchick at G-A-R-U-T-C-H. Thank you for listening, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or right here on Anchor, or any of the other platforms. It's hard to believe this is, uh, started this podcast July of 2018, prior to my first marathon, the New York Marathon. So just give you a quick update, we're in near the UCLA campus running, we're on mile 5 of a 10 mile run, uh, I call it West Hollywood to the Wave. Uh, but let's put that aside for a moment. Give you a little, a little update. Last time we spoke, I think I told you I was training to run a coast-to-coast trail on Nantucket Island. That, in fact, took place on Sunday, August seventh, early in the morning, pre-sunrise East Coast time having arrived on the East Coast only the Friday before. But, you know, setting the set up before, you know, went to sleep on Saturday, I realized I had to make some adjustments. Simply my breakfast was not going to be oatmeal because the inn did not have a way to keep water uh, at that hour. And... I made my coffee the night before. Um, They gave me some hot water, and I could have done the same with oatmeal, but after I made the coffee, I thought that they had already gone to sleep. I had nice cold coffee in the morning. But um, here's one of the interesting problems I had. I did experience the burp skin using the tailwind, which was an essential teammate of mine, a calorie replenisher, 300 calories per hour is uh, kind of the measuring stick. So that's a lot of scoops of tailwind in a two liter bladder behind me. You know, the stomach gets a little, I think, burpy, a little heavy with sugar water. I carried with me uh, a separate jug of water, a separate water bottle of, I think, 26 ounces. It's always hard to convert these things, but we'll put that aside for the moment. So I would take a slug through the straw of the tailwind, you know, every half hour, take a big sip through the straw, take a sip of water. So I tried to improve the water mix. But unfortunately, still got very burpy. I needed the, the energy, though, so I, I took it in as much as I could. The group met on the, uh, if, you, if you don't know Nantucket, I recommend you get out a map. Um, it is shaped, if you were to take your right hand and open it so the palm is up, your thumb, the tip of your thumb is something called Great Point. So it basically started basically around the the, the thumb knuckle, first knuckle off the hand, it's called Sankey, there's a lighthouse there, 
And the goal was to run all the way to the ring finger on your right hand. Tip your ring finger. It's 24 miles. I got to 17. I ran 17. It's about the uh, not the center of your hand, but almost uh, right under your index finger pad, where the pad of your index finger is. It was a delightful uh, morning. It was predicted to be much hotter and muggier um, being a West Coast runner. Um, I was not remembering my youth being in humidity, but turns out it was not so bad. We ran in shade through uh, some single track pine needle carpet forests that were cut through conservation land beautifully. Uh, the highest point being only about 300 feet above sea level is something called Alter Rock. Uh, really quite beautiful that hour. The sun rising behind us. Uh, we then, you know, zigzag across the island between amazingly farms, uh, beautiful pastures and ponds, some of which I had known about. A lot of stuff, though, from a much different vantage. There was somebody who had built a, a labyrinth, kind of like a flat Stonehenge. So kind of a circular stone garden that they invite people into. I have to try to get a map out to find it again. But, uh, you know, there was a lot of running with one particular runner, a woman who is a real estate agent there. She's she was only doing 16, she said, because she was training for Berlin, because it's September. So maybe that's why I did 16 or 17. I did 17 because I kind of got lost at the end. And, uh, but it's interesting to just talk about uh, what she does differently. Um, she just uses different energy drinks. Um, she uses something called Martens, which a lot of other runners I've seen carry, as well as something called Spring. And we did talk about the sugar issue I had. They're both glycogen products, but hers is a goo. Um, mine is a dissolved powder. Um, we talked about posture and alignment. And lifting your heels. She talked about breathing uh, and getting into a relaxed breathing pattern, which I think is very helpful. And uh, she would speed up and slow down, which was good, and pushed me. She was running about a 10-mile pace, 10 minutes a mile pace, which is fine. A little faster at times, 940. I slowed her down a little bit. Um, maybe I shouldn't have, but I did, um, slowed her down, meaning, uh, I wanted to run slower. And I just said, look, I'm going to run a little slower. She then chose to join me at a closer to 10, 10, 10 pace. Um, you know, I've, I think that's a topic to discuss. Um, one of the things I think that's important to me is that I run my run and my run literally 
is to achieve my goals. It's not, you know, people often say, what's your pace or how fast did you run? And, you know, the instinct for me at least is to be a little, um, I guess, defensive or alerted, triggered, I guess, would be better to that question. But that question is their perspective. So if I just answer factually, without emotion, answers their question, and I don't get triggered by their question. I mean, their question is, how fast are you running? And you know, they don't really care because if they're not a runner, they don't, they don't know what it takes to run. If they are a runner, they do. Um, if they follow marathon races, you know, they know that the fastest race is just over two hours for a marathon, street marathon. And, you know, so I think the point I'm making is, is that we get triggered by the outside world so often that, or at least I do, maybe you don't, that when you're, that running is an opportunity to really build a deep moat, uh, not to separate yourself at all, but to build a kingdom inside the moat for yourself, a kingdom of support and of self-belief and of self-validation, because that gives you strength to achieve your physical and mental goals, and then calmness after you maybe get triggered to recover to, and you can then begin to see broad possibilities. You know, here I am running in front of the Veterans Administration. What's new now here in L.A. looks like some construction they're going down. Um, this was a maybe a parking lot. And uh, curious to know what they're going to turn it into. I hope they don't turn it into an administrative building. It'd be nice if they turn it into housing. So many people on the opposite side of the road living in tiny houses. Might as well put them up in some dorm-like facility with food and medical and gyms. And you know what? If you're not military, you can live there too. If you have Social Security, let the Social Security pay your pay your room and board. You can find out who you are, use some of your benefits to pay for some kind of housing. Anyway, so that's where I am. It's a beautiful morning here. Um, probably close to 10, 15, just coming into the top of Santa Monica on San Vicente. And, uh, so the run, what did I learn from the long run? Well, I learned that body is strong. Uh, I made a choice. Um, my cousin was coming in that Sunday and I thought to myself, okay, here I am. It's mile 16. It's absolutely beautiful. My calorie intake is not going great. And yet I feel, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty strong. What do you want to do here? Do you want to spend the rest of the morning? It's only about nine o'clock at that time going all the way out to Madigan 
which is another eight miles, which I've since done. Or do you want to go into town, meet your cousin, go have breakfast? And guess what I chose? And boy, was I happy with my decision. I was so cold. So, of course, I um, felt I needed to make up for that. So I, a few days later, ran out to Connecticut. It's about 5.6 miles from my inn, which is in town. Um, and then the following week, I did an up and back, which is about, as you would expect, about 10.1. So I did it, my, I turned off my watch one point it was at 9.7 and then I did another two or no 1.8 so you can do the math so that and back was great uh, for a couple reasons it's hollow ground for me I grew up on that spit of dirt out there riding my bike as a kid my brother and father and even running with my father and uh Seeing the landmarks, a couple of great little ponds where ducks congregate, it's lovely, but also seeing myself as a young kid struggling on a bicycle to get up these little hills, and I remember one particular place, I think I was just, I don't think I was really physically struggling. I was emotionally struggling, just unable to remember why. Maybe it was because of some fight I had with my brother. But, you know, to be able to now take myself back there and show myself that, first of all, it's okay wherever you are. This is a very important point for training. Wherever you are in your training, I mean, you know, starting at the one mile or even the 3K, five mile, I'm sorry, the five kilometer distance, build up some cardiovascular comfort. Forget about strength, just comfort. Be out there for, you know, units of 10, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, and just not, not have a big deal about it, not a big deal about it, breathing dealing with any kind of cramping. That's kind of the first marathon experience. It's like, holy shit. I was moving for four hours and 50 minutes. I think my first marathon was. And I managed it okay. So the mind kind of sets this bar. This is up, four hours and 54 minutes. You can do that again. You've done it before. Anything less than that, it's kind of like, ah, you know, what the hell? I can do that. And then the question becomes, what does it feel like at afterwards? What euphoria is, and how do you put that into your kind of memory bank? The feeling of accomplishment, you know, basically say to yourself, set a goal, and I did it. And I'm feeling good. And the goal isn't just the numbers of miles. That's my message always. For me, strong, confident, and proud. This is not, I'm not out there 
to hit some mileage at any cost by any means. I'm out there to finish feeling a certain way. Want to show up for myself because I'm look. I'm the one that's welcoming myself in at the finish line. Sure, there are other people, but I'm the one that was with me for every run, every waking up early, all the recovery and rest. And yes, recovery is a part of training. Um, so I want to feel a certain way, and I want it to be positive. Um, and I train that way. So. That's why I'm not unable to run and talk. I'm not interested in running, you know, any other way. So if that's not for you, if you want to run a different way, you're interested in a number, for example, for some book. And I'm not your guy, likely. You know, if you want to feel good every day, stick around. That's my mission. Um, you're not going to feel good without feeling working for it though. There's a lot of work. I mean this is this is not easy. I mean I'm on mile six and a half coming into the down the downward glide at uh this is Granville almost to Santa Monica. West LA um you know you have to move your feet and breathe and hydrate yourself and figure out your nutrition. And deal with any kind of cramping. So, just wanted to welcome you to almost the end of summer. Hello. And hope you have a wonderful weekend. I'm running to the water to go swimming. I have a, a little pack that weighs about three and a half pounds. I know that because I weighed it to see how it would be like. What is a three and a half pound pack? What is in it? I've got a bathing suit. I've got a kind of a towel blanket, kind of a yoga towel. I've got suntan lotion or sunblock. I have my water belt done separately. I have a pair of flip flops. I have a pair of shorts, another t-shirt, underwear, and that's it, I think. So, hello. Today is UTMB. Uh, just a shout out to all those incredible people who are running around Mont Blanc and Chamonix from the French side to the Italian side to the Swiss side back to the French side. And winners do it in, you know, 20 hours or so. Uh, the average person has a whole nother. 24 hours to go before they cut it off tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon um, civic time and uh, great watching them people who are basically dealing with the same issues but in longer distance 100 miles requires instead of weeks like mine which are 25 mile weeks probably 100 mile weeks well, at least 50 mile weeks. So, it's just double the time in terms of training. So, peace and love. Have a great day. This is First Marathon. Gregory Rutchick. Any questions at G-A-R-U-T-C-H or through the platforms. Peace and love.